Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hello. I really like that part in the Kit Kat bar theme song. Okay. I wor- <laughs> mm-hmm. um, where it changes up the beat and it goes, at like in the second verse, it's like, give me a break. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking uh-huh, about? Uh-huh. I've just, I've had that song in my head um, for like an hour. It's always nice when a song has like a key change or a rhythm change. It's satisfying. I wonder what, there's probably some kind of musical psychology behind why that is. Yeah. It's like, ooh, maybe another thing will happen. I'm going to keep listening or something. Like, I don't necessarily like when they go up an octave, but I like when there's a little like, beat, like, ooh, they, they switch it up a little bit. I don't know if up an octave is right, but sometimes if there's a key change, I like that very much. Like that's different right. than up an octave. No, but I'm saying in terms of like, the song changes. It depends what the song is. We're not musical geniuses. Oh, uh, okay. Well, let's move on to something we are geniuses on. <laughs> Picking stories. <laughs> what you, no what idea. Do you, what do you have for us? Uh, well, the first one is kind of sad. Louis Anderson died, was that yesterday? Yes. Uh, I didn't know he was sick, but I guess he had um, some kind of Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, so he died at the age of 68 uh, from complications of that disease. Um, I actually saw, I think it was, yeah, yesterday people were like, pray for him. He's in the hospital. And I was like, oh my God. And then like, it seemed like seconds later it was announced that he did die. Right. Um, I think Polly Shore tweeted something mm-hmm. about that. Anyway, that's very sad. I'm, I'm glad he had his little career resurgence it, in the baskets. past few years. Uh, yeah. And won an Emmy. So that was, that was nice. I'm glad he got that. When uh, I was at least. A, when I was a kid, Louis Anderson had a cartoon called Life with Louis. Oh, yeah. And it was kind of like the sad kids' Bobby's world. <laughs> I feel like... I know. I, I, I was reminded I loved, of that cartoon. I watched both. Yeah. I liked Life with Louis and I liked Bobby's world. But, yeah. But there were these... And there was also another one called Camp Candy. And I it was like John that. Candy's cartoons. I feel, oh. like, I feel like these comics were just making kids cartoons in the 90s. That was definitely the era when every comedian got a show. Yes. I, or something like a, a sitcom or a cartoon. Right. Um, it seems like they that winded, winded down at some point. I just like wound down. In the theme song for Life with Louie, it started with like the real life Louie Anderson and he just turns around and he goes, let me tell you about my family. And then it kicks into the theme song. Oh, yeah. I like a moment like that in a song, too. <laughs> <laughs> they take a little break. <laughs> let me lay it out for you. <laughs> anyway, rest in peace, Louis Anderson. Very sad news. Um, so another big celebrity died. I guess that broke the night before, really late. And yeah. that was singer and actor Meatloaf. Now I have two stories attached to this. So Meatloaf died. Obviously, uh, he has one of the craziest albums of all time. Yeah. Do you like that record? I've never heard the album. I only know, and I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. 
You don't know any other meatloaf songs? That's it. No, you know a lot more meatloaf I'm songs sure than you I think. I'm sure if I heard them. Okay, if I heard I want them. you, I need you. Two out of three ain't bad. Oh, that's meatloaf? Yeah. That okay, song I know is that hilarious. Song. And then obviously Paradise from the Dashboard Light. You know that song. If you've ever been to karaoke. If I've heard it. Uh, maybe it's I where the guy's trying it. to get the girl to fuck him, and she's like, "He's like, will you love me? Will you love me for?" Okay, I feel like you know this song. I'm shocked because it's very dramatic music. Uh, yeah. Um, so the songwriter obviously is Jim Steinman, who I think died a few years ago. He also wrote um, the Bonnie Tyler song, "Total Eclipse, Total of, the Eclipse Heart. of the Heart." So it's all very dramatic, op- operatic, whatever music. I thought Meatloaf wrote "Total Eclipse of the Heart." Well, it's the meatloaf songwriter. So that makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah. <laughs> Two out of, what, is, what is the song? I Would Do Anything for Love. Um, I was laughing because someone posted that Michael Bay directed the video for that because Michael Bay posted something. And I was like, I had no idea, but obviously that makes perfect sense. A hundred percent. So anyway, the, 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 the attached story now, and, and, and supposedly he died of COVID and was an anti-vaxxer. I'm just saying those are the facts. I have no idea if that's, you know, that hasn't been confirmed by his family, but that would be really sad if that's the case. Yeah. Um, the other story attached to Meatloaf's death, though, is a little more humorous. Um, so basically, Weber grills, uh, I guess if you're on their mailing list, they send out recipes of the week. And they apologized yesterday because the recipe of the week they sent out the day Meatloaf died was barbecued meatloaf. <laughs> I don't understand why they had to apologize to this. We don't. We don't think they were actually suggesting that uh, this is a recipe to cook the literal singer meatloaf. I mean, it's like you could have said nothing. Like no, no one's like, "How dare you disrespect meatloaf?" We all know those things are planned way in advance and go out without human um, thought. It's all like programmed. Uh, I agree. Like the 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 apo- <laughs> The apology is so over the top and wait, but they sent out a mass apology yes. to their, I saw this on Twitter. So the, the email says at the time we shared this recipe with you, we were not aware of the unfortunate passing of American singer and actor, Mr. Marvin Lee day, also known as meatloaf. <laughs> like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we want to express our deepest apologies for this oversight and for any offense this email may have caused. It only caused offense with someone who would be literally too stupid to apologize. <laughs> like, no one's offended by this. <laughs> At the worst case scenario, first of all, you don't even open those emails a lot of times. Right. Even if you did, you probably wouldn't connect it. Even if you connected it, you'd be like, well, that's funny. Like, that's right. a coincidence. Like, no one's upset about this. Um, but the email was uh, pretty funny. I, I first saw it, someone shared it. They're like, wow. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm never been more grateful. I actually signed up for a newsletter. Like to get that email would have been very funny, right? And I think that the grilled meatloaf looks good. It's probably probably very good. Um, Okay, so a listener sent us this story. I really like the headline. I don't know if the story is um, super interesting, but the headline is "Dog Saved After Drone Carrying Sausage Lures Her to Safety." What is this? The Daily Mail? (laughs) No, it's from Huffington Post. So a dog was um, a three-year-old dog named Millie disappeared in England on January thirteenth. Um, she, they were on a rescue expedition to find this dog. And then they spotted the dog on a mud flat, like in the middle of the water and the tide was rising. So they had to get this dog off of this mud flat before it was underwater. 
They had a coordinated effort to get this dog, including um, coming up with a creative solution. They were going to have this drone to kind of lure the dog off of the mudflat while it could still walk through the water. And to do that, they attached a really long string with a sausage. <laughs> that's that's how you lure me off a mudflat. I was going to say that would work on both of us, yeah. I think, especially if it was a, a spicy Italian sausage. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want, I want a good one <laughs> to get off that mudflat. Make it a good one. So yeah, he took the bait. He got to a safer spot and they were able to rescue the dog. Uh, thank you. Thank you to Sausage for being so Thank delicious <laughs> and smelling so good. Because you know the dog had to smell it to, to be like, wait, that's not just a tube. That's a sausage. When I was a kid, I was really into sausages that were still linked together. Oh, yeah. Because like you saw it in the Richard Scary book. <laughs> no, I saw it in like a Mickey Mouse cartoon. Like whenever they'd go camping or something, yes. they would have all those and they were hot all dogs tied together. or sausages linked together. Yes. Like I just wanted like a big necklace of that. Yeah, they're beautiful. Um, so the big internet story this week. Uh, do we even have to talk about We got this? to because it's one of my stories and I'm in charge this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is West Elm Caleb. This story took off on TikTok. I, I mean, so West Elm Caleb, if you don't know, is a serial ghoster. He is on the Hinge dating app in New York City. Uh, basically, he is doing, I guess he's like a classic fuck boy, but now it's become um, a Harvey Weinstein level crisis for women in New York, I guess. Women have gone on TikTok, I guess, complaining about this 25-year-old mustache furniture designer named Caleb who is doing just bad dating things, you know, like going to see another woman after another date. If they're not dating, I don't really see the problem. I guess he's not he's ghosting them or not, you know, texting them back at some point. So one woman posted something and then other women were like, I'm also dating Caleb. Uh, he became known as West Elm Caleb. And now more, more women are going after him. Women who didn't even go on dates with Caleb are going after him. So I guess he got doxxed now because everyone's like, I mean, that's a pretty specific name and job, furniture designer at West Elm. There's something funny to me about it being West Elm. This has gone, <laughs> this is, this has gone way too far. I'm not saying the guy is some great, amazing guy, but the reality of the situation is he's a 25-year-old dude yeah. trying to fuck. Uh, he happens to be dating multiple women at once. There's nothing wrong with that. No. Uh, like if you think you're in a serious relationship after going on two dates with a guy, like what's going on, you need to rethink how you see the world. Now, the, the main problem I have with this story is that it's sort of something I've had a problem with for a while. It's people bastardizing legitimate, uh, therapy terms and, um, you know, problematic behavior for basic ass bad behavior. Right. Like saying that he love bombed him. It's like a guy being nice to you is not love bombing. <laughs> like love bombing is a you know an abusive sociopathic behavior. It's a very to specific fool you. Yeah. thing. So they're all kind of using these terms and it's like that's not what that is. Like this guy is young and stupid and and not a good dater, but it's not anything out of the ordinary. Uh, so yeah, now it's, now it's come full circle where everyone's going after the women more than West Elm Caleb. I don't think West Elm Caleb has spoken out yet at, that I've seen. And quite frankly, I hope he just doesn't because <laughs> I don't really think we need to know. No, it's I like, 
look, you know, treat people better in general, I think. And also if someone does that to you, yes, I, I heard he also sent unsolicited pics, dick pics, which is definitely bad too. But it's like, none of this is, is outside of the realm of just being a piece of shit dater. Like, do you know what I mean? I don't know. I think I think this whole situation, what could have been like a funny story between some women, ended up with them accusing this guy of being a sociopath and other horrible things. And then it ends up with Hellman's mayonnaise, the brand, t- yes. tweeting about West Elm Kill, but it's like, this is just some guy. He's not a public figure. He's just some dude. Right. A lot of brands did tweet about him. Yeah. And it's like, Stop it. No. Cut it out. Brand, brands need to get off the internet. I agree. And stop trying to be funny. I don't, like, I don't want them I don't involved. want that. Just make me my fucking man. I don't want them to be funny or sexy. No. Like, I don't want any of those inappropriate jokes from like fucking, <laughs> from fucking Applebee's or whatever. Like, <laughs> right. I don't, just make some gross wings for me. Yeah. Don't make jokes. Uh, like, who is that for? It's stupid. Like, who follows brand accounts? It's like, oh my God, Domino's is so funny on Twitter. Like, I feel like it probably happened the first time in 2012 and it was really novel and it happened. Right. And it was only funny one time when it was like a total, complete fucking anomaly. And then subsequently, like, every single fucking brand has to have like a cheeky Twitter feed. The only time it's funny is when they do like an inappropriate tweet on 9 11. Yes, where it's when like it's SpaghettiOs salutes the heroes or something like that. That's funny. <laughs> it's also probably only funny like back in the day when like a disgruntled social media manager does something like that's funny. But yeah, I agree. When it's planned, it's like, no. Um, okay. So the other big social media story this week is that M&Ms have put the kibosh on the sexy go-go boots worn by the green and brown M&Ms who were very fuckable M&M characters. <laughs> that sort of was like a joke for a while right. that these characters were like too horny uh, to be candy. Now, they have an unlikely supporter in Tucker Carlson who <laughs> went off the rails last night on his show about the woke mob making the M&Ms less sexy. Uh, the mob didn't do this. M&Ms did this. We don't fucking want the M&Ms less sexy. This is horny girl erasure. We want the M&Ms horny. I want them in their go-go boots and high heels. I agree. I'm fine if they wear sneakers on their day off. <laughs> Or they're going to and from work. Yeah, like that's fine. They can have sneakers as part of their arsenal of shoes, but why, why get rid of it? And I, I honestly have no idea how making them less sexy was a plan by Eminem. Like Here's I don't the reality. get what their deal is. Here's the reality of the situation, Desi. I don't give a shit about any mascot changing their image because I'm a fucking grown up. I really don't care. I don't care. I thought the whole sexy Eminem thing was funny. I just find it. Highly hilarious that growing up for me, right wingers would have been appalled that the M and M's were ever sexy to begin with. Right, like that would have been their campaign. Like, you know, the left is trying to make everything sexual. M and M's are for kids. <laughs> Why is there a horny M and M? And now Tucker Carlson's like, "Where's my spank bank fuel?" I want to fuck these M&Ms and now I don't want to fuck them because they're wearing sneakers. First of all, you can be hot wearing sneakers. Like that's ridiculous. The fact is he wants to jerk off to an M&M. Well, he should save old images. 
of the woman wearing They're heels. They're still out there. You can find those commercials still, Tucker. There's there's, pro- no, there's not a 911 call to be made about this situation. I bet you there's plenty of deviant art out there of the green M&M pulling her butt cheeks apart that he could jerk it to if he wanted to. It's just outrageous that he's not embarrassed going on the news. I, mean, I, guess, it's, I guess it's not news. It's his show, uh, which is definitely not news. It's his opinion. Uh, like It's like, don't you see yourself? Look in the mirror. <laughs> You're on TV complaining about an Eminem not being sexy anymore. Just think about it. <laughs> uh, and the story that will not die, uh, inspired by the 90 Day Fiance fart jars that we've talked about at least, was it two episodes um, or too many episodes? A teen mom star is now selling her poop. I'm going to say up front, uh, no. I do not believe that this is true. Wait. I think she also wants attention. Is this Farah? Yes. Farah Abraham, she rose to fame as a teen mom on the series Teen Mom. This was an MTV series. Since then, she's expanded her brand in lots of ways. She's gone into the adult film industry briefly. I don't know if she still is. I think she has an OnlyFans. Backdoor mom, right? Oh, yeah. Backdoor, backdoor mom. <laughs> backdoor teen mom. Look, there's one <laughs> teen mom to backdoor mom. It's it's like, that's a progression. <laughs> that's how you don't get another baby. <laughs> it's the one way. I mm-hmm. mean, so in, in a way, it's a PSA. Yeah. Although teen mom is a pretty good PSA, too. Like, watching that should make you go on birth control really fast. So as part of this work on OnlyFans, she has reportedly gotten into pooping for cash. She says she was inspired by the 90 Day Fiance star in this endeavor. Now, <laughs> I said I wouldn't pay that much for a fart in a jar. I think my top price was $100. Right. Or that's what I thought was reasonable. You said 100 I would never buy it. I'm just saying that sounds that right. That sounds reasonable. Um, so part of her OnlyFans uh, things, she sells like, I guess you can have your subscription and then you have like add-ons, like private videos uh, and stuff like that. So you can get like a private video of her doing whatever for $100. And one of these private video options now is that she will poop on camera for fans who want to uh, see that. Okay, I thought she was literally sending like a test tube, <laughs> like one of those like sample jars. You might not even be allowed to su- send that in the mail. It's like a biohazard. Yeah, you'd have to put stuff, like imagine getting that in your mail and someone's like, what's that? And you're like, oh no, it's not what it looks like. It's, it's, a, my p- it's a sexual poop. <laughs> Not, what would it look like? It's not a, it, don't, don't worry. It's not medical waste. I actually want this poop for my collection. <laughs> <laughs> Please do not open. Um, so, if oh, wait, wait. So there is there you, is an additional side scheme because she will sell the poop in a small jar, if, but you could pay extra to have watch her making it for you. <laughs> now, if you open the package, does it decrease in value like it's a faction oh. figure? <laughs> well, maybe, yeah, because you got to open it. But maybe inside it's in another sort of, you know, maybe there's like, do not break the seal. Right. That's what plastic. I'm saying. Yeah. Is it like a Han Solo action figure? Yes. I think, I mean, I would definitely keep it in the package. So yeah, so you can pay, you can actually get it in the jar, but you can also pay to see her making the specific poop, which is actually more than the fart girl was offering. Right. She wasn't offering to show you the farting in the jar and she which would be have. which would be really funny i think i would love to see like when she's farting in the jar and then you have to quickly put the cork in it <laughs> you have to quickly put the cork back in so it doesn't like escape so yeah i mean 
I haven't, I'm, I don't, what was Farah? I'm sorry. What was the other girl, Stephanie? She was bringing in like a lot of money. She claimed she was making right. like $50,000 a week or whatever. So yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm glad she got inspired by that. I, she's not saying how much she has made, but she's done a bunch of things to, uh, her only fans that are definitely a little more unusual, including dressing in a frozen themed costume. Uh, so yeah, she's, she's really trying to work it. So, I mean, sure. If you want to buy poop, go ahead. Just don't, don't show me. I don't want to see your collection. Uh, so yeah, I wonder when this story will ever end. So, um, I have some corrections from the main episode this week. First of all, it is not Treach. It is Tretch. I should have known that, but you know what? I wasn't thinking. And I, I, I had never heard it said. I don't think I'd ever ever heard his name said or that I remember. So yeah, it's not Treach. It's Tretch. A lot of people wrote in to tell me that. Thank you so much. I would not. I mean, I'm humiliated. (laughs) (laughs) And you you know what? Out of all the dumb bitch things we've done on this show... I'd say it's like a, an average dumb bitch mistake. It's, a, it's not one of the mo- our most egregious. Look, it's an unusual name. It's not attached to the Urus. So like if I saw, saw Treacherous, <laughs> I would have known. <laughs> it's, 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 no, it's no uh, cock industries, Desi. No. That's, no see, that's a 10, that's stupid a ten. bitch. That's, that's a, a 10. We should have a, like a chart. <laughs> the other mistake I made when I was trying to grasp for a name is I, I meant to grasp Nona, Nona Gay for yes. the Matrix menu, um, remake. I'm sorry, the, the sequels, the person who replaced Aaliyah in those movies. And I said Nona Hendricks, who was in LaBelle. You know what? <laughs> that would have been a great casting choice as well. <laughs> I, I Look, of course, I mean... Of course I would have LaBelle in my of mind. Of course you would, Desi. <laughs> Nona Hendrix is a great singer. She's on the Lady Marmalade track. Yeah. An all-time banger. Uh, yeah, so I'm correcting that as well. And now we can take a short break. Let's do it. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. 
With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. So we have some more birthday shout outs. Do you want me to just read them? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So Claire, we remember Claire. She had the idea for Aaliyah. She wants to give a shout out to her sister in love, Katie. Her birthday is coming up in February, early February. Um, She said that Katie screamed when we gave Claire the shout out. So now Katie, you can scream for yourself. Happy birthday. Happy birthday coming up. Uh, We also have a shout out um, this is Jen from Dallas. She, she learned about our show from our crossover episode on web crawlers. Shout out to web crawlers. Shout out to web crawlers. Thank you, Jen. Her birthday is coming up on the 23rd. It's her 39th. She put a scary face. Um, she also sent us a picture of a chonk cat, a two chonk cats, or I guess one is chonk, the black and white one. And then there's a black, all black one. Oh my God. Look at this chonk. <gasps> He's very chonky. Big boy. The chonk is named Monster, and the beautiful black cat is named Trouble. We like that. Have a happy birthday, Jennifer. Happy birthday. Um, she is in Dallas. We also have... I don't know why I said that. <laughs> like Dallas. I'm fucking Casey Kasem. Yeah. Straight from Dallas. Um, <laughs> Calvin wrote in. He wants to give a shout out to his wife. Her birthday is January... Or was January 19th. Uh, happy birthday to Angie. Happy birthday, Your Angie. Your husband wrote in to, to get us to say that. That's pretty nice of him. Oh, God. Lox is giving you a um, birthday litter scratch. <laughs> See, that's good luck. Enjoy. That's very good luck. And then our last uh, birthday shout out, Nina wrote to us, and she wanted us to give a shout out to her best friend, Darcy. I wonder if it's the one. No, <laughs> she would have mentioned that. Hollywood Crime Scene is our favorite podcast, and we love catching up about the ridiculous shit on the show. They particularly liked my Instagram story about turds. <laughs> God damn it, Desi. That, that killed them. Look, I'm very happy that they enjoyed that. <laughs> I'm happy too. I, it's an I, early birthday present. I thought it was a fucking PR nightmare. It was a disaster. <laughs> but I'm so, very happy they enjoyed that. Darcy is turning 32 on January 23rd. She's quarantining with COVID right now. <gasps> Darcy. Darcy, feel better. I hope you're better in time to get some birthday uh, treats yeah. or fun. Me too. Um, so yeah, they also, wait, did they send us cats? Oh, they can't wait for our baking show. Yeah, we can't wait too. Oh, they sent us some cute pics of them together. Aww, they're, they're very so cute. cute. Oh, they're like, this is, looks like Halloween. One of them is a sexy cheerleader that's also like a vampire. And the other one... It's like a... Princess? The other a Disney princess? I'm gonna have to like evaluate. Look, I'm sure this is a character I'm just not familiar with, 
But they're both very cute ladies. Happy birthday, Darcy. Yeah. Have a good birthday. Have a good um, birthday. Yeah. And feel better. Yes. That's uh, all we got. So yeah. Uh, so let's move on to what we've been watching. I'm excited that you finally watched Station Eleven. Did you finish it? I did finish Station Eleven. I enjoyed it very much, uh, despite the initial premise of the show, which is that it flew devastates planet Earth. Yeah, but it's <laughs> it's so much more than that. It was very emotional. I really liked the character Miranda. That was my favorite. Yes. She was my favorite character in the show. I like the guy Javeen. Oh yeah, and and um and um Jeevan and Frank, Frank and Jeevan. Oh my god. I I loved both of them so Me too. much. It was a great show. Um I It's think- very good. It's very it's more character oriented. It yeah. kind of reminded me of Lost in regard to the fact that it's like Sometimes you'll have a single episode where it's someone's backstory. Yeah. Uh, and I really liked I liked those backstory episodes a lot. And it jumped lot. around in time a lot. Yeah. I think, though, the most important thing that I watched this week was I finally saw Scream 5. I know it's technically called Scream, parentheses 2022. Right. But it's Scream 5. Um, or as my friend Andy Sell calls it, 5 Cream. Oh. Like the 5 is an S. Oh, I see. Anyway, they could have done that. I rented out a private theater <laughs> to watch so that I could safely watch the next install. This was very important to me, okay? Like yeah. seeing uh Scream in a theater was uh especially like I wasn't going to be able to navigate the internet without accidentally running into a spoiler before it came on video on demand. It was very important for me to get my ass to a theater, which I managed to do. Shout out to James and Nadia, who I went with to go see it. We had a blast. I'm not going to give any spoilers, obviously. Uh, I very much enjoyed watching the movie. I very much enjoyed the whole experience. I Now I'm spoiled. I feel like I can never watch a movie a regular way again. Yeah. Well, Be- Moonfall. Well, we'll that's our next. next. We're gonna do the same thing for. We're going Moonfall comes out. We're gonna do it. But um, it, yeah. I enjoyed it. It was fun, and I ate so much that day. I'll talk about that in a bit, though. I did watch Scream Three. Scream I, Three? Have you had you seen it? No. Oh, really? And I started Scream Four. I like Scream Four. I like Scream Four better than Scream Three. Everyone likes Scream Four better than Scream Three. I don't. I don't have like I feel like Scream Three could be fine. I have one major issue with it that I think makes the whole thing completely bullshit, and that's the voice thing. Yeah. Like the whole thing relies on that one gadget, which I don't even know if it exists. <laughs> Wait, but that's in every Scream is the voice modulator. No, but it doesn't do like every single person in the cast voice. Oh, that aspect of it. I haven't seen three in a really long time. It's stupid. Because yeah. it's like, no, that tricks you right. in an unfair way. Right. The voice modulator is fine. Like, that makes sense. It's just disguising the voice. Right. But this was like... You're talking about the other voices. Yes. Okay. Like, that's bullshit. I forgot about that. Um, So that kind of ruined the whole thing, which I think had a cute premise and, like, could have been cool. But it was just like, no. That was just like, no. Because that's that's suspension of disbelief. Too f- That's too far. <laughs> I think I think most people, I would say every Scream fan, I'm making a huge blanket statement, but I would say like 
a majority of Scream fans agree that Scream 3 is the weakest link out of the entire Oh, yeah. I series. mean, that's what I've seen. And then I've seen recently, like, Scream 3 is actually good. Like, the, the sort of inverse take where it's like, is it? No, it's not. It's like you... It's like, it's perfectly fine and watchable. It's not like bad where you can't even watch it. Right. But it's not as good as the other ones. That's just a fact. That's I'm sorry. A fact. Take your hot takes elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and and as, a, as a result of Scream 3 being such a dud compared to the first two, I think I had really low expectations for Scream 4 before I saw it. And I went opening night to go see Scream 4. A, one of the best theater experiences I've ever had in my life. And B, I was so pleasantly surprised with how good it actually was and how much it honored like the tone of the first two screams. Yes. They did a really good job with that I, Anyways, I, I need to finish it, uh, and I will. I'm, yeah, I don't think I watched. I'm, I'm still doing The Affair. I started that back up again after a brief break. Stupid as ever, and it literally gets stupider every season, which is quite an accomplishment, <laughs> considering where it started. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. Um, so I'll probably finish that out soon. Um, also, is the Ray Donovan movie out? I watched it a few days ago. You did? It, okay. I did, yeah. I need to watch it. I didn't watch it. Here's the thing about the Ray Donovan movie. It's been way too, way too much time has passed for me between the series for the movie to have had an impact on me. I thought the back half of the Ray Donovan movie was really good. Like I got more into it and I thought the ending of it was, it was a great ending. Okay. It was a great send off. So it was hard to get into though. But it was hard for me to get into because I kept squinting and going like, wait, what happened there? And I even watched somebody's YouTube recap of like all (laughs) seven seasons or however many fucking eight seasons or whatever, just so I could like remember certain things. But I feel like way too much time had passed for me that I didn't get like the full emotional investment in it. Yeah. no, I, I literally, and I don't, I feel like I didn't even watch it that long ago. I no. have like zero memory of how it ended. Right. Like I just, I mean, I have a vague idea, but it was like, it's, I'm like at the point where I need recaps now. Like yeah. I even need like last week, like here's what happened last week. I'm right. like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It could be because I'm watching so many shows at once. Uh, things just aren't sticking with me because I'm binging them too fast. Right. There is something I think to be said when you used to watch something weekly, it, you kind of retained more information because you had to. Right. And now when you binge, it's almost just like letting it in and letting it out really fast or something. Uh, obviously, and I binge that show fast. Yeah, it was really good. I also obviously watched the other day, the latest and just like that. Oh, right. Which <laughs> I watched that too. Which was terrible, uh, as always, but I will continue to excitedly watch the new episode each week for as long as that series is on the air. I've been listening to Sexy Unique podcast recaps of the show. Oh, you did? Okay. I'm really enjoying their recaps. I listened to one. I didn't know they were doing it every week, so I'll, I'll check those I've, out. I've like listened to like three recaps from them of and just like that. I... I- Here's the thing about that episode that made me laugh was the most recent. Yes. We're okay, so there's like two full frontal dicks in it. That I mean, was the that's best pretty, part. But here's my question. It's almost like, do you have to pay a fee to have dick in your episode? And they're like, Well, we might as well make the most of our money and do two. Like, why would you do two dicks in one episode? Because I always felt like I was barely recovering from the first one. Right. And then the second one happened. I was like, whoa, like I wasn't expecting another dick. Me either. Because you see one, that's once in a blue moon. Well, and it's like, a main character's <laughs> dick. 
And it was like a huge dick. It was a nice cock. I mean, and it's like, it was only semi-hard. And it was like, it was huge. Big. It was flopping. Like, yeah. I was like, ooh, like, okay, now I get it. Uh, <laughs> and then, then we have a second one. His wasn't was, as nice. It wasn't as nice. No. Uh, so, yeah, I was kind of like, what's the like, do you have to like get permission to have dick in an episode? And they're like, okay, well, we got permission for this episode. Let's squeeze as much dick in as possible. Um, I was, There's more Miranda. We have like a Miranda and Steve. I mean, it's just like, it had it all for me. Ugh, there was another Che comedy <laughs> concert. That's how the, sh- when that's, how the that's how the episode opens is with Che at a Pride comedy concert. It was like the lamest Pride event. It wasn't. I don't even know what that was. There was, was like twelve people there, and they all looked like they were not having. Um, like they looked bored. Well, the audience was laughable. Like I don't know whose style it was. Like laughably, like rainbow. Or, somebody posted just like who? Somebody posted that they looked like the Pride section at Target. Yes, it, it was, was like bad. it was really bad. It, it was so bad, and then. Miranda, like laughing at Che's comedy, is truly one of the most heartbreaking things I've ever seen on film. Because <laughs> it's like, how? Like we're hearing the comedy, right? There's nothing to laugh at, right? And the and even the other audience members are kind of just like half chuckling. But Miranda is belly laughing over every fucking joke that happens. Here's my prediction for next week: Miranda is going to surprise Che at their comedy concert in Cleveland. And Che's material is going to be dunking on Miranda. Oh, my God. That's my prediction. So Maria, it's going to be like all, I, you know, I'm dating this married woman. Do you know what I mean? And Miranda is going to have to be shocked in the audience because she's going to she's thinking there's going to be this rom-com moment. Right. And she's going to be utterly hum- humiliated by Che. That would be good. What I expected, which is kind of what they allude to in the next week on and oh, just like that. I don't, where does you, where do you see next week's? Cause you, I don't see that. You have to wait till the end of the credits. Okay. Cause mine just turn off or like it, I may, so I have to wait through all the you credits. You have to watch all the credits. Okay. So, and I do that every time. Uh, so <laughs> Miranda does show up to Cleveland and Che does kind of brush Miranda off. Like, Oh, we're th- this is a thing. Like, but I, I mean, Hello? But Che said to Miranda, I love you, right? In this episode. It just seemed, just from what I remember from the next week on, it seemed like they were kind of brushing Miranda off. Okay. But I mean, that seems like a reasonable response. Like, what are you, what are you thinking? Like, why is Miranda um, such an idiot? I would never surprise someone like that. In Cleveland? <laughs> well, in general. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm not going to... I'm not going to do that and then have someone not be excited. Like the risk of that is too, too strong for me. I mean, maybe I would do it with someone like I know very well where I know a hundred percent they would be excited to see me, but like a new relationship type thing like this, that's already kind of weird. I just think just given what we've known about Miranda for the entirety of sex in the city, this is just so like ridiculously out of character for her that it's so like impossible. It feels like impossible to reckon with that. She would be this stupid to go across the country to go see this person. They just started dating. Right. And she, Miranda is typically not a romantic 
type at all. Like for her to risk, for her to even like, she should be mocking herself for even doing a rom-com type thing. Right. Which I think she kind of did about not going, enough, not, not enough, enough though. though, not Miranda enough. Like she acknowledged it, but it was like positively. She was excited that she was in a rom-com. Yeah. And Carrie should have stopped her. And I get that. I mean, Carrie might be a little bitter still about the fingering. So maybe she's like, fine, you should be humiliated next. Because right. it's like, I would be like, uh, do you really want to do that? Like, you just blew up your whole life to go out with this really annoying person. I'm, maybe I'm a cynic, but I'm just like nine times out of 10, this is going to be a huge disappointment for somebody who thinks it's going to be this great moment. It's just not like, come on. So yeah. I don't know. I'm definitely into the show. I mean, how many times has Che uh, said in the series that they fuck everybody all the time. Yes. And Che just doesn't seem romantic in that way. They think they have game. So they're good at seducing people, I guess, apparently, because they fuck so much, (laughs) according to them. But it's clear they're obviously not looking for like a serious relationship. And I also don't fucking buy the fact that they thought that Miranda was in an open marriage. Because if they actually thought that, and that was so important to them, if cheating was such such a deal breaker for them, they would have established that in the beginning, before when they started oh, flirting. That so, was very false. So for Che to come down on Miranda and be like, you're, you're not in an open relationship? Why would Che think that? Yeah. Like, no. So, yeah, we all know this is going to end in disaster. I literally cannot wait to see it. I actually thought we would see it at the end of this episode because I wasn't paying attention to the time, and I was so disappointed when the episode ended. I was like, no, I want to see it. I need to get this over with. Like, I mean, I'm honestly curious, Like, going forward, knowing what we know, that it is a very unpopular opinion to Stan Che, if... Che is going to return as a character again, like as a main main whatever supporting character in the second season. Like did, they pick, HBO, did they pick up the second season? I don't, I'm sure they're going to get a second season. Okay. I mean, I think I think the fallout is going to be that Miranda did all of this. It's not going to work out for her, and she's destroyed her marriage. So where does she go from from there? Does she go back to Steve Skipper? Is she going to call Skipper? <laughs> and, sh- and should Steve be like, fuck you? Yeah, he should be like, fuck you. But he won't. No. Because he loves Miranda so much. I mean, clearly Miranda needs to leave the marriage regardless, in my opinion. Like, you can't do that to someone. Like, to Steve. Like, No, no. She can't She's, stay with him. She... Like, ha- I don't know. I'm curious how they're going to do it, how they're going to play it out. But it's definitely uh, compelling. And there already are pro-Che think pieces now. Well, those are people who are just trying to be contrarian. Nobody likes Che. Oh, totally. Nobody fucking likes Che. I didn't even read the one I saw that was like in Rolling Stone. I was like, I'm not, no, you're not going to convince me. In defense of Che? No, there is no defense of Che. Che is literally a war criminal. We don't like Che. (laughs) We hate them. (laughs) There's nothing to like. No. I mean, there really isn't. No. Uh, so, yeah, we'll continue watching that. Uh, is it like 10 episodes? So we still have a few more episodes probably. I, I guess it is. Um, yeah. Well, okay, let's move on to food. Wait, I just want to say one more thing. Okay. Ozark is back. Okay. 
And I'm watching that too. Good. Uh, I never watched a single app. What? I watch it. Desi. You, <laughs> why? I don't know. You know how you just miss the first you wave? Need to, Desi, you will be obsessed with it. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Okay. It's ve- I'll put it on my list. Here's the thing about Ozark. It's in the vein of all of my favorite TV shows. Uh, it, it's the genre that I love the most, which is guy puts his family in peril. And he has to uh, evade not only law enforcement, but uh, gang members. My favorite genre of TV. Okay. Um, Which is why I love Breaking Bad so much. But what's another show that fits that? Dexter. Right. And maybe even Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy. Um, okay. I'll get to it. It's definitely like in my on my radar. Yeah. You know how you miss the first run of a show and you just were like, oh, I'm too far behind. You're, you're going to binge it so hard. Okay. That's good. I have something. Please watch it. <laughs> I'm actually jealous that you have it to watch there's three, because there's three seasons of it and it's so good. Is and this the fourth season? It just started the fourth okay. season. Um, so food. What didn't I eat this week? What you had a I list. Eat? You rattled the list off the other day. Okay. That what? was uh, incredible. I haven't been in a movie theater in so long that when we went to go see Scream 5, I ordered a gigantic tub of popcorn. Shout out to James and his... Slurpee that he got. He went to get a refill during the movie. Uh, wow. It still wasn't enough. I told him he should take the empty tub of popcorn and put did the he, Slurpee in that. Did he bring a piss bottle with him? <laughs> <laughs> Seems like maybe. Uh, no, not that I know of, but uh, I also ate a bag of Reese's Pieces to myself. I only like wow. gave a few to the people sitting next to me. Here you go. They didn't. <laughs> nobody. Look, people only asked once. I do you like. I, I'm so shocked that you like Reese's Pieces. My favorite movie candy. Really? And I'm not a huge chocolate peanut butter head, but I love Reese's Pieces. Do Reese's Pieces have chocolate? It's peanut butter. It's, it's like, just peanut butter, it's but like, it's that nice fake peanut butter. It's like an M&M. Yeah. It's an M&M with peanut butter inside. Okay. I got confused because you're like, I'm not a chocolate peanut butter, but I was like, I thought it was just peanut butter. It is basically yeah. just peanut butter. Um, but I get what you're saying because it's like that classic <gasps> peanut butter. I'm not a peanut butter candy person, but yes. I love Reese's Pieces. Although I like peanut peanuts and candy. <laughs> yeah. That's like different for me. peanuts, yeah. That's different. Okay. I also had... When we left the theater, I was really craving a coffee. So I asked Brendan, can you take me to go get a coffee somewhere? It was late at night. So there were limited options. The closest option in the Valley was the Krispy Kreme. Now, they have a drive-thru, which I love a donut drive-thru. Oh, great. You don't, you don't get that every day. No. So we went to the Krispy Kreme drive-thru, and I said, well, as long as we're here... I should get some I'd donuts. be embarrassed to know you if you just got a coffee at the Krispy Kreme so, through quite honestly. So I got two donuts and I asked Brendan, I said, now are you sure you don't want any donuts because yeah. I am not sharing these. No. I'm happy to get more. Yeah. I got a maple donut and a mm. plain glazed one. Then I was like, I really want some tacos right now. Mm. So we went to Del Taco also. Nice. I had the biggest fucking stomach ache of my life after I ate all that food. I mean, it's not surprising. It was like, I was like in pain. Well, I've been there. Because once you go <laughs> down this road, 
you 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 eat more gross things altogether. That's what I kept doing. And you just think about it in your stomach. It's like no, that's not a good. That's not a good thing. As it was, Martha would say, <laughs> it was like the largest size tub of popcorn. And I've I, gotten sick off of eating too much popcorn and alone. I, al- I already was full. Yeah. I was not hungry, but I was craving more food. The it popcorn. Eating a huge popcorn can make me sick alone with like a soda and maybe a candy. Like yeah. that alone is enough to get me in the in a bad mood. Um, so yeah, I can imagine. Um, well, I made chicken and dumplings <laughs> last night. <laughs> it was very good. Typically, like there's two recipes of chicken and dumplings. The one I grew up eating is sort of not as gourmet. What is it? Well, it's just chicken with a creamier broth sauce, like you put the roux and maybe some milk in it. So it's like a creamier chicken sauce with shredded chicken. Uh, And then the dumplings are rolled out. So they're called flat dumplings. Mm. It's really good, but it doesn't look pretty. Like you can't take a cute picture of it. Because it's just, was it, if you know what it is, you're like, that's fucking good. Like, it's just not going to look great. Because it's just, it's all cream and beige, like. Rolled out dumplings. I've never had chicken and dumplings. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm just saying, you know how some foods just don't photograph well, even though it tastes great? Like a scramble. Yes. So I made a more gourmet version. The the dumplings were a little more um, ingredients. So it was more like a buttermilk biscuit dough. I mean, all dumplings are, it's basically biscuit dough that's boiled in the stew instead of baked. So it's like a um, chewy, kind of like a Southern matzo ball almost like. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's very good. I made a really, (laughs) I did like all the steps. I like, I cooked the chicken wings to get chicken fat to cook my vegetables in. Mm. Like I did all, I I went, I didn't do like any uh, shortcuts. I, I went through the whole process. And then you make this buttermilk biscuit dough, you drop them in and you cover the lid for like 15 minutes. So they steam and get very puffy like a matzo ball does where right. it expands. And these were, these were good because they had like a little light, more lightness to them. Right. I kind of like the heavy ones too, where they're just like these thick fucking dumplings. Um, but yeah, these were a little lighter, but still, still yummy. Um, so yeah, it was good. It was very good. You would love this dish. Like, I always wanted chicken and dumplings because don't they talk about it in that song? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? What song? She'll be coming around oh. the mountain when she comes. <laughs> right? Don't they have chicken and dumplings in that I song? I mean, that might be in the four, fifth four, verse because well, <laughs> that song has a lot of, when she, we'll be making chicken and dumplings. Yes, yes that's what I'm saying. All I'm saying is that the first time I ever heard of chicken and dumplings was from this song, and I wanted it. Of course. That's that's, your classic move. But we've we've talked about that before on this show, that a lot of times we crave certain random (laughs) old-timey foods because we heard about them in a children's song, and that's the lyric that would stick out to me the most. Totally. It's like, what's that? I want to eat that. Right. Yeah. And then you have it, and you're like, oh, like buttermilk. Oh. Like I was also obsessed with buttermilk. Like I would have totally ordered a glass of it, which is what I did and had a very bad experience because uh, <laughs> it sounds so yummy. Um, so yeah, it turned out really good. Um, it's delicious. I don't know. I'll, we'll have to make it sometime because yeah. you will love this dish. There's I mean, a, there's nothing not to love about it. I have zero family from the south, so there's a lot of dishes 
I've never uh, experienced before. Well, this is how my lizard brain works. Someone posted some Twitter meme where it's like, how Southern are you? And it had a list of like 45 foods. And it's like the more point, you got a point for everything you ate. Right. So of course I got the highest score. I didn't eat everything, but I got like 25 or 26 of the items. And that was like the highest you could get. So I was very Southern. And one of the things was chicken and dumplings. So of course I saw that. I was like, when the, when I saw that, I was like, I need to make chicken and dumplings. Like it did not leave my mind. <laughs> Do you know that? Like kind of how like we'll probably want to eat a sausage now. <laughs> like you hear something and you're like, I need to eat that. Yes. Like it's just, who is oh, that? Sorry. Is that you? Why, why is my alarm on? What the hell? I had an alarm set for 8.15 a.m. tomorrow and it just went off. Is why it on do you Eastern ha- time? Why do you have an alarm set <laughs> for whatever time? Eastern. Eastern. Wait, it's 3 p.m. I don't know. It's 3 p.m. I have no idea why it just went off. That's so weird. Um, so now I have to reset it. Uh, so yeah, that's my exciting. Oh, we went to the Clark Street Bakery finally. Oh, so yeah. So that's our other exciting thing we just did. We got some croissants and other baked items, sandwiches. It's good. We're going to go back. We, we kind of went really at the end good. of the day, so they had sold out of a lot of things we but wanted to try. But it's really good. Very good. The stuff we had. Uh, and we want to check out their diner as well. So yeah, that's all. I guess Melon's telling us we need to wrap He's up. He's like, wrap it up. Wrap it up, bitches. So yeah, we will be back on... I don't know. Next week. We'll be back sometime next week. <laughs> I didn't work to I didn't do any work today. I got no work done today. I'm You gotta please come on, get on. Give it. me a break. <laughs> Stop watching Kit Kat videos. Give me a break. <laughs> please. Up up do the rhythm differently. It took me I'm 35 fucking years old. Do you know how long it took me to recover from <laughs> the food that I ate on Wednesday night? I'm still recovering from it. Oh my god. No, it can it can wreck you. I'm wrecked. Um, okay, we'll but see you. I, I promise it's going to be a great episode. Just please. Please, bear with her. Bear with me. <laughs> I'm not, I'm having a rough time right now. Okay. Okay, bye. bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.